Oh, look at that. I knew something about a punk band. Just some old fat drunk dudes jumping up and down. <laughs> this tree just planted itself right on top of the cement. I did watch a YouTube video today. My dad mashed potatoed of Enema Chris Carava. Aaron doesn't know who Chris Carava <laughs> is. It's so good. That's great. Welcome, everybody, to The Punk Tree. This is Mike, and yes. I am here with Jesse. Hello. That is me. That is me. Yeah, that's my voice. That was me. And Aaron. Uh-huh. Good evening, fellas. Hey, Mike. We are recording. We are recording in the night times here when it's getting dark fairly early. Way too early. I hate it just it. started raining. Fucking did it ben actually Franklin man? What the hell was ben that? Ben Franklin, thinking? you stupid idiot. <laughs> Gosh. Is it there's a I storm mean, tonight, think... right? There's supposed to be a storm. Yeah, yeah it's, tonight. Supposed to, it's supposed to start raining right now and not stop until after I'm done disc golfing tomorrow. What? Are you Wait, gonna what disc time golf? Are you disc golfing? Six o'clock. Well, in the morning? Yes. It's supposed to rain like all day tomorrow. I know. So I'm I guess aware. technically I that rain. is after you will be done frolfing. Did you know I don't try and be cool and say that I love the rain? I hate the rain. I like I like the smell of freshness like right after the rain. I am indifferent to the rain because I am very cool. You are. You are so cool. So cool I, I just don't give a shit about it. I wish it was only allowed to do it at night. Like that you would can be rain very convenient. just every night for like two hours, like a sprinkler system in California. Just like that every would night. That's a smart way to do it. I know. It's a really dumb design. It's like the what worst What about mistake. those cucumber slices that you've got there? <laughs> Jesse. The ones on my nipples? <laughs> oh, God. Well, I just. We said we weren't going to bring that up during the episode, dude. I, how could it be avoided? It's right oh in front my of me. Gosh. This is why Great. I didn't want to get into podcasting in the first place, having the entire world know everything about me. That you have cucumber slices on your nipples? Yeah. Okay, wonderful. They're sensitive, you have to take care Damn of it, Jesse. I hope you're proud of yourself. I hope you're really proud of yourself. Fucking Jesse. <laughs> Dude, but just imagine, just imagine biscuits, but for dogs. They exist. They're yeah, called dog biscuits. For a while. I gave they give them away like an hour ago. Yeah, they, they give them away at like those like dog friendly establishments, like stores and restaurants. Are they like nutritious biscuits? I think they can make them however they want to make them. I think most of them just taste good to the dog. Mm. To the dog. Good Good clarification. Good clarification. Yeah. All right. This is obviously this is obviously on the right track. Yeah. So maybe we should get into some more serious stuff. Mike, what have you been inserting into your ear holes? Yeah. Let's let's jump to that. Um, Jump to some stuff we've been listening to. Uh, I, I'm going to start. Maybe can, can we do something a little different? Can we go around maybe a couple of times? So just like yeah. a thing and then we'll go around again and say a second thing. Let's do that. That's what we're going to do. 
Um, so I will say uh, one thing that I have been listening to quite a bit and um, it's connected to, uh, I, I enjoy this music, but also uh, being a teacher and we are in the midst of a pretty crazy time in terms of, in terms of like what education is like and means and where maybe it's going um, these days. Uh, I also don't work in a very traditional school um, and I would say that like kind of the world that I live in, in terms of, uh, philosophy and stuff is like a pretty progressive arm of, of the education world. Uh, and so Aaron and I were working out the other day, a song by, um, propaganda came up called board of education, uh, B O R E D board of education. Um, and I had heard, had heard it before, but I like went home, listened to it again, dug into it, pulled lyrics up did a bunch of analysis of those lyrics and stuff. And actually I'm going to be sharing a little bit of some thoughts from it tomorrow morning at a, a staff meeting that I'm going to be a part of. Dear board of education. So are we. <laughs> so are we. At no point in the lives that we actually live, do we sit in rows and listen to pontifications. At no point did mama pass written exams out on how to wash the dishes. No, she pulled the stool up next to her at the sink, handed us a dish rag, like, watch how mommy does it, now you try. Learning by doing such a crazy idea, it might work. So let me turn it over to Aaron. Aaron, what have you been listening to? I have been listening to Rap Against Dictatorship, and I'll give you a wild guess as to why I like them. Because they're against dictatorship? Yes. I hate dictators. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I mean, there's lots of taters. I don't mind though, but not Dick taters. See a tater is great, but then you add a Dick to it and it just becomes a big Dick tater, right? <laughs> just a, a tater that's running around with a Dick, just screwing everything. What is your favorite I, kind of tater then? <laughs> Any fried form of tater, but let's move yeah. back to rap against dictatorship. Uh -huh. They're a Thai rap group, like Thai is in there from Thailand. Um, and they all their music focuses on protesting against the monarchy of Thailand. So they do rap in Thai, so I can't understand a word they're saying, but their songs like on the videos, usually have the subtitles. So, and the translation doesn't come out perfect, but the idea comes across, and I really like it. They, they touch on a, a lot of different uh, issues, not just the authority, but like they have one song that is solely about this uh, system called Sotu in Thailand, um, where basically the older students in school are, they're allowed to haze the younger students. It's not like here in the US it happens, but it's not like sanctioned by the school over there. It's like, it's a system that's put in place apparently, from what I understand. They're getting pretty serious repercussions for it too. Like uh, the government in Thailand blocked them from YouTube. Uh, they've even put out like official, the government is basically sanctioning them. Anyways, I really like them. I want to support them. 
I think other people should start listening to them. Send them money. Okay. Yeah. All right, Jesse, how about you? What have you been listening to? Uh, the first thing that I'll mention is a live stream concert that uh, we watched. I didn't um, watch it by myself. Um, you were able to come over and we put it up. And it was uh, a band I uh, have listened to for several decades. And this was actually a 20-year anniversary uh, a full playthrough of their album. And the band is Project 86. They're Southern California band. Kind of came on the scene, kind of kind of got the label as new metal, but I think they're more of a straightforward kind of hard rock band. But the album that they uh, did a live stream of was Drawing Black Lines, which was kind of monumental in the music scene and in my music I listened to at that time. It's just fantastic. And the live stream was quite good. Um, I was probably most impressed with the vocal performance of Andrew Schwab. He definitely it was, brought it yeah. strong. He sounded yeah. very good. He can yell good. Not a, not a big screamer per se, but he yells it. Yeah, and the production itself too was so well done. Like I, I feel like you've watched a lot, a lot of live streams. I've watched several. Um, I think it might have been the best so far. Oh, did you? But you watched some of the under oath ones. You didn't think those were pretty? Good? I didn't love it. It was so frenetic. Was just, okay, that's what like, I thought you were going to. It, like. it, it was. It was the cameras much. were moving so fast. And they were doing such quick cuts. So, like, a lot of the, like, I like quick cuts in, like, short films and stuff. Um, in fact, I was talking to my students about this today. I like, like, trying, like, or Brian was, my teaching partner, was was telling students about, like, you know, four or five seconds, and then you change the scene. You change the, the shot, change the shot. I felt like the under oath thing was, like, man, sometimes it's, like, one or two seconds, and it would jump to another camera and jump to another camera. So this had a similar feel because it was like a round room, like a circular kind of recording, but it gave us time to like appreciate what somebody was doing and the camera would sit on them for long enough to give us the full show. I don't know. Did you feel yeah. you, you, you no, like, I, I thought the production was very good, but I also, I just thought that the over, I, I see what you mean. It was a little frenetic in the under oath one, but I thought that the overall um, stage for under oath just looked a little better. But that doesn't matter. Uh, the Project 86 live stream was really fantastic, and it was great to hear him play that whole album, of which it's a whole album that I absolutely love. They played it straight through. It was good. What's uh, what's your second turn, Mike? Yeah, um, I was actually going to say that uh, one thing that I had done actually recently was I was I was editing a few things on our, our podcast page, Um and I was, as I was doing it, I, I looked through all the lists of the songs we had in our top 10 lists um, from before. And I had listened to some of those things. Like Aaron had a couple of bands I had never heard of or had never listened to. And so I listened to those. Um, but uh, I, list, I ended up listening to quite a bit of, of Noah Gunderson, which Jesse had one of his albums on his top 10 list. Um, Singer-songwriter up in the uh, Pacific Northwest. Um 
and I, I was just shuffling songs um, from Noah, which are really, really good. I also think he has some of the best like in-studio shows at like KEXP, which I really like KEXP stuff. Um, so yeah, I was just saying, I was, I, I, I thought it was great. It was fun to take it in. What else you been doing? Um, this past week, I've been listening to Black Sheep of the American Dream by Death by Stereo. Like a lot. Have and you? I have, yeah. Um, like, I think I've listened to that album five times in the past week. Uh, I don't remember exactly what. Oh, um, the song... Depression expression. get into my second live stream thing that I want to talk about. When Aaron mentioned that he listened to that one record like five times just in the last week, it made me think, oh, what have I listened to the most in the last week? And I can top five times because I've already listened to an album seven times this week. Any guesses? I have a guess. What, yeah, what's your guess? I believe it is Eternal Echo by Shades Apart. It is. That's the one I've listened to it seven times already. Wow. Do you know how many times I've listened to the album you challenged me to listen to? Zero. One and a half. I'm looking for the post-it note that I wrote it on because I don't remember what it was. It was Beloved. I know it was Beloved. Beloved, yep. Yes, the second live stream actually happened last night, and it was another, um, like, an album, full album playthrough by one of my favorite bands, um, and it was the 17-year anniversary to the day of the album The Week's End by one of my favorite bands, Emery. Their production was fantastic as well. I think it was actually, like, kind of a in-between the two we were just talking about, how one was sort of frenetic, but one was a little more backed off. The one thing I liked about this one, though, was... Uh, I think they they did a lot of mix in post because they didn't actually they recorded it live um, for sure. They played it with no tracks for sure. They were playing everything live, but um, I do believe that they didn't stream it live. I think that they set a time and they streamed it after the after the recording fact, and so they had some time to um, actually mix what was happening. Uh, in post and it was really really good particularly the vocals uh just sounded phenomenal uh emery has is always multi-vocalist going on lots of overlapping stuff and they sounded really really good so um, i enjoyed that concert last night on my own 
Yeah, the video that you sent us, actually, you could tell you were enjoying it because you were definitely kind of slow moshing in your living room by yourself because the phone, like the video is getting closer and away and swaying up and down <laughs> as you're sending us that clip. It's pretty funny. All right. Uh, another thing we've been doing um, lately is just mentioning the thing we all have in our hand, which is a drink. <laughs> uh so let's let's keep that going around. Um, Aaron, what what do you got there? What are you sliding out of your super cool punk tree beer koozie? I have Capitiolium by Urban Roots. It is a Belgian style golden ale, um, and it is quite delicious. I think uh, one of the better golden ales that I've had because it's not a at least Belgian golden ales because it's not terribly sweet it's got a, a nice balance of hop bitterness um, and a little crisp uh flavor to it you know it's not dry but it's also not sweet i'm really digging it and this is one of the ones that my uh, great sister-in-law gave me for christmas and uh, uh yeah go ahead does it taste like like a belgium it So not, not, a Bel- not a Belgian beer, but an actual person. A Belgian person? Yeah. Does it, does I haven't it taste like one? a Belgian person in so long that I couldn't really tell you. <laughs> um, well, I'm glad you were enjoying both a Belgian and a golden ale. Yes, because those are two things I don't really feel that I would want to consume. And like Jesse has been doing, I will go ahead and make a description of this beer without reading from the can. Belgian-style golden ale. 6.5% alcohol, forward slash volume, 16 fluid ounces, in parentheses, one pint, brewed and canned by Urban Roots Brewing. <laughs> that your thoughts happen to be in parentheses? Yeah, I okay, definitely great. wasn't reading from the can. You've never had parenthetical thoughts? No. Yeah. No. All Dude, right, Jesse. I thought someone that studied literature like you would have parenthetical thoughts all I never the time. studied. I never studied. Okay, someone with a degree in literature. That doesn't mean anything. Yourself. Degrees are pointless. All right, Jesse, what do you got? I'm going to try to make this sort of be um, – I'm going to see if I can – mention this beer more often than Aaron mentions Death by Stereo. You can't. Because this is what I'm always having and it's an Alpine Nelson. It's a unfiltered rye IPA. Nelson uh, hopped and it's it's perfect. I, I rarely want something more than I want one of these. Yeah, it is to me and to you and to all of us here in San Diego, maybe it is becoming the beer. It's like the quintessential San Diego beer. It's is it? It's exceptional. It it really is. I, I would throw like three ninety four up there with it. Um, Sculpin is right there. Even Sculpin though. is. I just don't really like Sculpin. I guess that's why I didn't mention it. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. right. But but this isn't just. Uh, well, I think if you mention a what's the San Diego IPA. I think Sculpin's probably going to be mentioned first. And some people would probably say a stone beer. Yeah. I have not said what I was drinking yet. Would you like to tell us? 
I'm not drinking beer, so I don't know if that makes me not cool. It does make you not cool. Um, but I am drinking tequila here. What kind of tequila? It's um, an Añejo uh, tequila, um, and it's uh, it's Centenario, which is uh, a friend of mine turned me on to a couple years ago, and I greatly like it. And I have grown very much in liking of sipping on some tequila, similar to how I drink like bourbon or something. I'm with you there. All right. Thank you guys. Um, so I think what we're going to try and do next is, is play a little game. Is that all right? Can we try this thing? Sounds good to me. We're going to try this thing. So new game, a new game, new game. So, uh, something that we do on the show kind of throughout everything that we do is, um, we try and, I don't know, have fun thinking our way through and chatting our way through, um, the punk world and how all three of us very much have different kind of places where we have loved it, followed it, abandoned it and everything in between all that. Um, and so uh, a fun thing about music now or music from throughout our lifetimes is the genres are blurry and it's, it's kind of cool how some things have informed and led to other things. And so uh the game we're going to play is a little bit of name that genre and we're going to, we're going to do another whip around. And while we're going, um, each of us is going to toss up a song to share. And then, uh, and then we kind of have a conversation just about like, what, what do we call this? Like, where does this fall? Maybe what are some other bands that might help us identify what this is? And we'll see how it goes. Ready for that? You know what time it is. Time for name this genre. So I guess if this is going to be a recurring segment, might as well have a, a drop. No, no comment. All right. So will anybody? Will anybody go first? Yeah. Here we go. Shit, 
I, I know what I would say, Jesse. Do you, do you have a thought to share? All right. So I think there's a little bit of uh, you're maybe trying to lure us towards saying ska music. But I think what I would call it is I would call that two-tone. Horns in punk music. But it doesn't have like up strumming, the flicking, like reggae-ish thing that ska music would have in it. Yeah. Yeah. On that backbeat, it's different. I would call it probably ska punk. Yeah, I wouldn't put ska in the name at all because like Mike said, it doesn't have that. I knew it. I knew you were trying um... to lure us toward it. Yeah, yeah. Um but I also really didn't expect either of you to uh, say ska just because of that. Like ska kind of has a, a signature guitar up flicking. Like from reggae. Yeah. Um, I would call it, um, man, I mean, I might even go as simple as punk with horns. What's the difference between uh, punk with horns and two-tone? I don't know. Honestly, I've never really understood what two-tone meant. Like two-tone to me goes back to like the specials. Yeah. Oh, I have I have a couple of specials vinyls and like it, it has kind of that vibe. Maybe a little bit of the chicka chicka chicka, like the, that little dancey, palm yeah. muted, clean guitar sound. There is some of that in there. Who are we yeah. listening to? Want to tell it's, us that? Uh, this was "Shooting the Moon" by Voodoo Glow Skull. Cool. All right, uh, Jesse, do you want to go next? Yeah, I'll share my sound here. Interesting. Interesting. I actually wish I had written a couple things down. Because my initial thought, Jesse, was this is going to be some technical metal something. Like, just, like, the way that guitar was so, like, precise. And then, like, the fat, fat guitar with the brakes. Yeah. But that's not where I landed. That's not where I landed in what I thought. But I don't want to say everything that I thought until... Aaron has to say something first. I was going to say progressive metal. That same guitar part that you mentioned um, reminded me of more of the progressive metal bands like Animals as Leaders. Uh, that's what I got from it. Yeah, that's fascinating because I was going to say there's so much prog rock in this. Yeah. That was my, and, and it was fresh in my brain because we were talking about Rush the other day a little bit. Mm hmm. 
Um, but they're definitely, especially in the sort of vamp section there, there yeah. was like that bass with drums that felt very like, oh, you guys are really proud of the part you wrote and you really want to play it a bunch. Um, I'm going to say something else that I hear a lot, but I actually hear this in a lot of music that people say is metal. I think there's quite a bit of emo in this. Like those vocals to me were very emo-y vocals. Oh, I would totally agree with that. Is that like an okay thing? Can like metal, is there like metal emo, metal mo? I think you actually, if you pay attention to the lyrics and how, um, how vocalists do the vocaling, there is a lot of emo-ness in it. They won't call it emo. I mean, I'm assuming that when we say emo, we just mean emotional. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I think there's actually like a thing to it though. I think that emo vocals are often con- like considered kind of whiny. They're kind um, of dramatic. Dramatic. Sometimes op- sometimes I'm operatic. Typing. Sometimes operatic. Like I think of bands like Panic at the Disco. My Chemical Romance, AFI, even had like kind of led into that a little bit. Um, that ringing voice. Yeah, I can see that. Kind of draw out notes. Yeah. Jesse, what were you going to say? Oh, uh, I don't know. You just were talking about emo, and, and I think it has to do with what you're singing more so than how. Although I understand that there's 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 some things that are within there that are common to hear so i get it but anyways that was um that band was he is legend and that song is called either they decorated for christmas early or they're all dead and i think the song is <laughs> i love uh, that title <laughs> and i just think that song rips it's just a ton of fun interesting what you said about the vocals uh, like his vocal delivery you thought had some emo to it but you actually didn't quite get into um his full vocal range there. He he absolutely can uh what's the word I'm looking for? He can he can growl it out pretty well. Does he get snarly? Oh he can snarl it out for sure. Snarl it out. Yeah. Cool man, thanks. You're you're up, Mike. You're supposed to play something for us now. Cool. Alright. Um play us that uh play us that Hoobastank song. Some Hooba. You playing Scuba Tank? Dude. I wasn't laughing at the song. Did you see what I put in the chat? <laughs> yeah, Jesse shaking the shit out of a carton of milk. Children <laughs> conceived on Nickelodeon shows. <laughs> so for our listeners, there has been an ongoing stream of conscious like thing happening in the chat that we can only maybe mention bits and pieces of because some of it is... Is just too weird. Rasputin's, Rasputin's ponytail. Uh huh. Prosthetics made out of mashed potatoes. <laughs> All right. Well, I actually meant prosthesis made out of mashed potatoes. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Raking okay. up the leaves and gluing them back on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I do have I do have some music ready to go. You guys probably recognize this, and I genuinely wonder the answer to the question, what genre is this? It's losing all my friends. It's losing them to drinking and to driving. It's losing all my friends. I got them back. I'm all man. At least now I can say that I'm trying. I 
hope you will forget things I still like. got a hot take um that's death metal for sure death glam metal <laughs> well i'd have to see a picture of their hair it could be hair metal it also might be glam death metal it just has to be metal no yeah. but um so i i know who this band is and what this song is and that's one of my favorite songs it's phenomenal um how would i genreify it? it's kind of tough because this particular song isn't also uh, over their over their discography, they had um, changed album to album kind of significantly, and this particular album to me um, is like sort of after their more punk to emo phase that that this band had. Um, they kind of did come in as part of like that third wave of emo kind of after the super early stuff and then into like the dashboards and the Jimmy Eat Worlds they were in like the whole group of bands that came kind of after that Um, but man there's something in there that's really groovy Uh, there's stuff in there that's very emo there's stuff in there that's very post hardcore uh oh my gosh i aaron what about you what do you notice post emo core all right aaron what do you got uh, that's tough i mean i totally agree with jesse on the emo thing there is i didn't really think of it but now he mentions that i do agree with him on the, the post hardcore there's like elements of it but I, I don't think it's enough to say that I would classify it, that I would even put post-hardcore in the name of it. Um, yeah. yeah. Man, I don't know. I might just call it emo. Just, wow. just call it good with emo. Dang. <laughs> I mean, I would argue that the quintessential emo, like, project was dashboard confessional like that would yeah. be like the rallying point for the emo genre to me yeah certainly um and i feel like this is way far away from that 
Yeah, but that's all. That's also my take. Being sarcastic, because I really, I I don't know. I mean, like it. Uh, Jesse pointed out that there's so many, there's elements of different genres in there, but it's not like there's a substantial piece of any genre that like it, it substantial enough for me that I would even put the name of that genre in the name of the genre that I'm genreizing this genre of music into a genre. Part of what makes this band great, which is perfectly highlighted in this song is that they are very dynamic. Yeah. So this was the band brand new, um, who for many, many years was, was one of my, that was brand new. That was brand new. <laughs> um, and I very much liked brand new for many, many years. There, there've been some off the stage issues, um, that, that have kind of they're sort of fallen from grace now because of some possible um some accusations of some like sexual misconduct and things uh with jesse lacy um uh it's from the album it's maybe my favorite album title of all time um i don't know if you know this record at all aaron but i think you should should try it on the album is called the devil and god are raging inside of me uh, which is a phenomenal name, I think, for a record. Um, the song's called Sewing Season. Um, and I would I would give it a a, a couple of a couple of thoughts to add on because I think you guys are right there somewhere. It's somewhere in what you were saying. What I love about brand new is that as the post-hardcore thing happened, and then some people went sort of screamo, where there was like that hyper-processed thing that happened. Um, like I think a lot of the of the screamo screaming was it all kind of sounded the same to me. I was never super into it. Um, I thought that brand new still throughout that entire time cared deeply about the way a guitar sounds. And they care deeply that the singer is a good singer. Like he can sing with a voice that if he was in like a chorale or choir or something, it would be a good voice. And when he needs to push it to the point of like it breaking down, it's like a true like pleading. Like he sounds like he's pleading without like faking it to me. Um, And so I would say, yeah, there's a post hardcore thing there. There's a bit of an emo thing there. I think there's also a bit of just an alternative music something to them. Uh, Like a little bit of a Nirvana forward thread of like guitar amp sing. Um, they have they have something from that for sure in them it is a choice to be alive so high sweating through the night it is a choice to run the right decide it's just too much to fight Okay, so um, I think we're about ready to wrap it. I think we're about ready to wrap it. Before we do, this this chat has been going off on the stream of consciousness. Jesse just left us with a gem. I have not even read all of this. So I'll read it out loud for the first time. Shoving celery sticks under your fingernails for pleasure. Those holes I can't see The shadows taking over my life 
right. Well, thank everybody for hanging out with us for a little bit and talking about some tunes. Uh, we, we really appreciate you stopping by the punk tree. Uh, you can hit us up on all the social medias and stuff. This has been an episode of punk nibbles or as Jesse just called them pink nubbles. So pink thank nubbles. you. Pink nubbles. Yep. Thank you so much for hanging out. Uh, check out some of our previous episodes if you haven't yet. And also check out other shows um, on the Pantheon podcast network of which we are proud members. And um, we want to thank our sponsor, um, AKG Harmon, for hooking us up with some sweet recording gear. You guys are cool. We'll talk to everybody later. Be excellent to each other. And I have a choice to be alive. There is a choice to be alive. When failure keeps you up at night. So every morning I will try And I will never stop the fire I have a choice to be alright It's NFL draft season and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football fantasypoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points fantasypoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play whether you play fantasy football daily fantasy sports or do a little bit of everything fantasy points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.